All right, the Rolling Stones are coming. That was announced this morning to Seattle on May 15th. Tickets will go on sale at 10 o'clock next Friday, December 1st. And then BC Plays July 5th. You'll get a chance to see them there as well. The first show they played in Seattle was December 2nd, 1965 at the Seattle Center, the Key Arena. And I bet our friend Pat O'Day was there. And he, he did, Pat did produce that. He promoted that concert. Pat O'Day did that. Um, they played, according to Seattle Times, they played about 25 minutes. And uh, some kids stormed the stage during the song Satisfaction. And the tickets were three to five bucks <laughs> to see the Stones back then. It'll be three to five hundred dollars this time. Do we have anybody out there? Now, we have talked to listeners who saw the Beatles in that vintage in Seattle. Do we have anybody who saw the Stones December 2nd, 1965 in Seattle? We're going to be specific with that show. Not the King Dome. We're talking mm-hmm. anybody out there saw them at the Coliseum December 2nd, 1965. Before I was even born. 360-733-5476. Were you born in 65? I was born in 65. Yeah, okay. I was just a couple months old when the Stones did their first show here. David Letterman returned to his old stomping grounds, the late show last night, first time since he quit years ago. I don't know. Does he still got the beard? Is he still rocking the beard? I assume he does. Oh, my God. Stephen, control your people. This, I I will say, this is the most enthusiastic audience I have been near since the night I announced I was quitting. We're here with, uh, yeah, Stephen Colbert. He sounds what do you like, miss about it after all those four sounds like what? He sounds exactly the same. Yeah. Got the same energy. He's, I think he's in his mid to upper 70s. What do you miss about it after all those 4,000 shows? What do you miss most about doing, a sh- if there is anything? Oh, I, I miss everything. I mean, mostly it's fun. Very few things in life provide one the opportunity. And I can't speak for you or to you on this topic. But for me, if you muck one up, 24 hours later, you get to try again. And that's a pretty good device. And then when you do something that you're really proud of, you think, by God, let's do that again. And six, seven years later, you have that experience once more. (laughs) That's about right. And uh, is Snoop Dogg all smoked out? You know, uh, he he put that thing out on Twitter on the Great American Smokeout Day that uh, he was, what, retiring from smoking? I'm giving up smoke. I'm giving up smoke. Respect my privacy. Please respect my privacy. I'm expecting Uh, the worst. Oh, boy, is this Snoop, uh, yeah, something wrong with Snoop? Oh, it's it's all about the check. That's what it's about. I have an announcement. I'm giving up smoke. I know what you're thinking. Snoop, smoke is kind of your whole thing. But I'm done with it. Done with the coughing and my clothes smelling all sticky icky. I'm going smokeless. Solo Stove Fix Fire. They took out the smoke. So Solo Stove, uh-huh. he's doing a an endorsement for Solo Stove. That is a smokeless fire pit. It burns logs, but I guess it doesn't produce any smoke. And so that's what he's out there touting and pitching. You know, I, 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 I'm, I know those things look kind of cool, but... I don't mind a little smoke coming off the fire. I, you know, wafts at you a little bit. You move your chair or whatever. It's just kind of it's part of the deal, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, everyone hates waking up the next morning and smell. Oh, I was out by the campfire. My, you know, sweatshirt smells like smoke or whatever. Okay, whatever. But that's part of it. 
If we had a list of the top five, and I don't know if everybody's got one of these lists, the top five endorsers, you know, who makes the most money in endorsements, and he's got to be up there. He's got his name on a lot of stuff. That guy can walk through the middle of Compton or the middle of downtown Manhattan, and everybody loves him. Everybody everybody knows him. That's the thing. You know know him. He's been able to, you know, the legalization of pot has been great for him, too, because it makes him... You know, a little more, a little softer, and a little more acceptable. And uh, he's all everybody knows him. Old ladies know who Snoop Dogg <laughs> is. Rolling Stones again are coming around next year, and when by the time they come around, Keith will be eighty. Mick is already eighty, and this is unprecedented in in uh, a, a rock and roll band of this magnitude. Now, granted, there aren't any really bands of the Rolling Stones magnitude anymore, but to have the lead singer and the lead guitarist both 80 years of age when you're talking about one of the giants of rock and roll. Uh, the Beatles, of course, never got there, and the Who aren't there. They're not of that age yet, but these guys are. They're octa- they'll be octogenarians when they roll into town here next spring. And I was looking this up, I remember Frank Sinatra hung on for a long time, and, and his, I just Googled this up. His last performance was 79 years of age. And then Frank started slipping in public appearances, and they that was the end. They took him. He didn't do any more public appearances because he was having these mental lapses on stage, and he died a few years later. So, I mean, it it, it, it all goes fast. We've been saying for decades, this, you know, we never, you'll, you may never get to see him again. But when you're talking this, about these dudes at 80, this, time. Uh, this is... Probably, probably the last time. This time. Who knows? Brad and John. K-I-S-S.